All right, it's the DT difference. It's 30 years experience in the game. DT systems. E-collars we've been using for a while now, but let's quickly talk about their dummy launchers. They got the Super Pro dummy launcher and the remote dummy launcher. It's a great way for you and your dog to get ready for duck season. Loud bangs. Make sure your dog's cool with gunfire before you use it. But I want you to add it to your repertoire, bag of tricks, and get you and your dog ready for duck season. It's the Super Pro Dummy Launcher by DT. Gunner Kennels, baby. Hashtag man's best kennel. Well, it's also now hashtag man's best food crate. It's freaking raccoon proof. You can't get into this thing. Your dog can't bust into the lid and eat all the food. Trust me, I know Memphis has done it in the past. She looks like a blown up pumpkin. Boom. But not anymore. We've got the Gunner Kennel food crate. It's easy to pack. Easy to store, keeps food dry, which food's an investment, man. That Purina, baby, it ain't cheap anymore. So keep it dry, good, all that stuff. Easy to pack, easy to store. The Gunner Kennel Food Crate. Slide into DMs if you'd like to learn more. Force fetch. What is it? It's super intimidating to so many people, yet it's not that difficult. I built a step-by-step process that helps you understand it. You and your dog can be successful in it and it takes the intimidation away of the process so that you and your dog can get to your goals. That's what it's built for. Let me teach you how I do it so that you and your dog can do it. Different breeds, different personalities, problem solving, and more. Check it out. Links in the description. The Force Fetch Course. Baby. Episode 39, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles. It's me and Kevin here. We are a Waypoint Outdoor Collective, a part of their little family. Feels good. We're brought to you by Yukonuba. Fueled up, feeling full. Dogs are happy. So am I. Check them out. We got a couple cool things on the, the docket. Yeah, we do. But I think the coolest, Kevin, take it away. I'm just going to give you the mic. Go. I got my own mic. <laughs> uh, we were, were having a baby. We're having a handful of uh, birdie pups. Uh, two and a half weeks, we have, you know, we'll have uh, pups on the ground. It's going to be really exciting. Second edition of Lone Duck Pups. So stay tuned for a whole lot of Instagram fun, Facebook action. We're going to chronicle the whole thing. Gun Dog chronicle the whole thing. Uh, it should be good. Yeah, cool. So a little background on these puppies. Uh, Birdie's a junior hunter, super talented little dog. Uh, good pedigree, healthy, got all her clearances. Um, great personality. She would be probably considered like an alpha female in some respects, but she's also super chill in the house and she's a good family dog. I mean, she's probably, yeah, I think she, in her first year of her life, she was more like alpha and, and like full of herself. Mm-hmm. Now she's really calmed down and totally changed gears into like a family member, chilled out sleep on the couch with you yep um but then you bring her out in the field and she loves she flips a switch yep 
if she flips a switch. She got a good drive nice. to her. And then the male, his name is Storm. Storm is a master hunter. He's qualified all age, which means he won a field trial, uh, the, a qualifying. Uh, he's a bigger bodied male, maybe 80 pounds if I had to guess. Just well built, beautiful dog. He looks and, like a truck. He's a big man. Yeah. And, and Birdie's probably only 55 pounds. She's not super big at no, all. No, no, no. She's petite. Easy, easy. She's a petite little girl. Yeah, whatever. I'm pretty sure I said that. So, uh, anywho, they're going to have medium-sized, field-bred golden retrievers. These guys, uh, Stormy's on the lighter color. Mm. He's not like a yellow. He's still no. got a little little red in him. Yeah, and then Birdie's full-blown red. Uh, so we should have medium to dark colored golden retrievers that are ready to rock it as a family member, hunting dog, and hunt as competitor. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun to see these puppies. I hope I get a couple back in training to, to see how they turn out. I'm, I'm very positive on these dogs being able to play any game. So that should be cool. So congratulations, Kevin, on your the little stork coming your way. Yeah, little birdie pups, mama bird, coming soon, coming at you. So uh, if you would be interested in getting one of those, you can shoot at Lone Duck a direct message, and we can answer questions, send pedigrees. Send right. photos, yeah, all send that fun picks, stuff. And then, you know, pricing and all that jazz. But anywho, second order of business, Kevin, what did I have to discuss? He already forgot. We, listen, I make notes. He we had a notes. we had a pretty full weekend though at, at uh, Lone Duck. You had a good hunt test. Okay, I was going to hold off. That was going to be my third one. What was All the right, then one? you had a good hunt. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted. Thinking to talk Lincoln, about. bringing out the big man. Stinking Lincoln, baby, I'm about to have me some fun. <laughs> I don't even know the real words. But that's you don't need to. That, those were the real words. So I took uh, Lincoln and his owner, Ben, on their first goose hunt. Ben, Ben's first goose hunt, too? No, 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 no. Ben, ben goose hunts a ton, gotcha. but I meant together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just me and Ben. And remember, guys, all the advice on your dog's first hunt, right? Everything I told you, leave your gun at home, worry about teaching the dog, this is about the dog, not you. Do the right things now so the next 12 years of that dog's life are going to be good. Well, I practiced what I preached. Real quick before we even jump in, can you give a little recap on Lincoln in case anyone skipped ahead? Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's probably a good call, Kev. Not everybody might follow Instagram and stuff. So Lincoln is a 10-month-old black lab, super nice pedigree. Um, he's off of that juice dog that we've talked about in previous episodes. It's a safe, safe related to juice too, isn't it? No. Uh, oh. May, Kenai. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're thinking of May. So Anyways. May and Kenai and Stinkin' Lincoln are, uh, they share the same father, different mothers. So anywho, Lincoln's just a big, giant, 10 month old. He acts like he's five months old. He's very smart, ton of drive, kind of immature. He doesn't run. He just bounces. Pretty Bounces much like, and gallops. He's just a happy, goofy guy, never has a bad day, loves to do his job, 
really talented dog, but he, I think like a year from now when he flips maturity wise, he's going to be a machine. Uh, so anywho, Ben lines up this field, invites me out on Sunday. And so we get up, I get Lincoln rolling and we get them ready, right? Like we get the little ground blind. We get our layout blinds. We set the decoys. We do it right. Um, where you, now let people know where you're at right now. Like maybe not the X, but, uh, no, we played traffic cop. Okay. So he had seen geese in this field at night, a couple nights before. Um, but then with work and stuff, he couldn't really scout any different. He just knew that they were using it somewhere and, around central New York though. Yeah. Uh, out between Ballinsville and Camillus basically. Gotcha. So there's like a park near there where they aren't getting shot at and there's water and then there's a recently cut cornfield and so i think they were going to cut cornfield and back and forth to that pond not using our field anymore gotcha but neither here nor there so i want to tell how lincoln did i guess is where i'm going yeah so a lot of positives came from this hunt um one thing i was really proud of he was he stayed in his ground blind 99 percent of the time Really? You know, sometimes when you lay next to a dog in a ground blind and you're in a layout blind, you know, two foot from his head, you know how the dog does. If you sit in your living room on the ground, they want to be in your lap and nuzzling you and all over you. That can happen in a goose field. Like they just see you right there and, oh, I just can't take it anymore. And they try and nuzzle up. No, he was super, super good about it. Um,. Like I said before, we were playing traffic cop, so we're doing. I'm doing a ton of calling, and we're flagging. You know, truthfully, I don't train with a goose call. I just have a duck call on my whistle lanyard, and I right. quack a duck call. So he'd never heard a goose call. I don't think I've seen anybody out there like throwing birds, like. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how it went. So. I'm hammering the goose call to try and get him to turn. He's flagging. You know, we're, he's standing up. I'm getting up to move around. We move decoys, and he's just hanging out. He's doing a great job. Now, here's what I did. I took my wonder lead, you know, just a standard issue wonder lead that you can get from Gundog Supply, and I had it around him. I had his e-collar on, and I had the rope slung through into my blind. So if he were to break... I could check him, put him back in his blind, and steady him back up. I also suggest, like, staking him out. I think from now on, when I'm hunting field geese, no matter how good a dog I've got, I'm going to stake him out. After last year hunting with Matt Peel with Memphis, who's a master hunter, 99% steady, and she yeah. broke and she was right in front of gun barrels, it's not worth it. So I'm going to get – there's some, like, quick-release stuff out there. I don't know what they're called, so – Maybe Kevin and I can do a little research and get back to you on yeah, the next episode. Sure. Write a note down, please. Yep. Um, where there's like a quick release and you can send the dog, but they're tied out and you don't have to necessarily worry about an accident happening. So I had Lincoln on the wonder lead. First group came in. Ben knocked a couple feathers off, but no, no geese were harmed in the making of that. Just let them know you were there. Yep. Uh, second volley, we knock one down. There you go. He broke. But 
that first of all the goose came from far away so he's watching him the whole time we're calling flagging he's getting amped up three shots ring out one goose falls boom right in the decoys he breaks i got him on the wonder lead he snatches himself i put him back in the kennel send him he tackles this goose now it's dead but you know how they don't they like flipping and flopping yeah yeah yeah. you know he didn't rolling a little bit right and he hasn't seen that probably here's the kicker i'm getting ahead no you're not getting ahead he has he's had live ducks shackle ducks remember we talked yeah 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 like they've had them but they've been picking up ducks and bumpers not a seven pound goose or however much they weigh right flopping dying you know it's bouncing up and down on the ground basically i don't you know i'm trying to paint a picture so people can understand that it wasn't stone dead laying belly up right it was and it wasn't a mallard that's a manageable size that he's had a bunch swimming away or fluttering a little bit on the ground like we've done we've done live bird work okay done it but there's nothing like a dog's first or second or third goose there's just not it's just different. I mean, have you ever thrown a goose for him? Well, good question. Yes, I have. Really? But it was dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It's just different. It's just different. So it freaked him out. Like, he tackled it, right? He pile-drived this goose, and then it, like, it hit him back. <laughs> like, And he jumped 10 feet in the air and was like, what is this? I'm out. And then he kind of woofed at it and would go. Really? Yeah. So I got out of my blind. All encouragement. So this would be like, okay, yeah, force fetch. Oh, yeah, you can make him do it. No. Make it a positive experience. So I grabbed it. I teased him with it. I threw it. It's still flopping. But he'd run up to it. He'd grab it. He'd drop it. He'd flop. He'd flip. And he'd woof, woof. I'm like, all right, come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Get your bird. Get your bird. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, hey. Threw it again. Make it a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put pressure on it, and they can associate it now with with pressure. And, you know, it's his first one. Give him a break. Yeah. No, that makes sense, though. I mean, if it, you want it to be fun for him, too, so give him a little bit. Of, like, get him amped up a little bit, and he might exactly. be more at, more likely to be like, all right, let's go. And grab yeah, it. and grab it. So that's what happened. On, like, the third, quote-unquote, fun bumper with this flopping goose, he grabbed that <laughs> fun sucker. Goose. And he like jumped in the air like, woohoo! Right, like I, yeah, no, I can got imagine courage. stinking Lincoln. That's he's, how he is. He is. That's exactly like I said. He's kind of immature. He's just a happy goofball. And so he finally like mustered the courage and grabbed this thing. And he bucked and ran to Ben. Here heel sat. No way. Delivered a hand. I grabbed it from him. Went back out and we threw a couple marks in the decoys with it. And Smart. he hammered it. Now why'd you do that? Just to make sure it's in his brain that it's fun and right and steady and we just you know it is what he has done before right so was ben pumped ben was pretty pumped he did ask me though you could tell he's like what is the deal like the dog won't pick it up right yeah yeah yeah. but he's never had a gun dog before right he's never done it before he's never hunted geese ground like he hasn't hunted geese with dogs before so he'd never seen a dog balk at it it's pretty common. It's a learning experience for, for him, too. 
Right. So he's like, is this common for her dog to be weird about it? I'm like, absolutely. I don't know if I know a dog whose first goose experience went seamless. They all kind of look at it. I remember Safe. Safe's first goose. I mean, she balked at it. As soon as we made it fun, boom. Nailed it. Never. We did the same thing with Birdie, too. Yeah. Every dog. Yeah. Every dog. So, um, turns out Ben couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I hope he hears this. <laughs> he will. He said he's been catching up on all yeah, the episodes. He's going to hear this. Ben couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. His gun's up for sale, he said. Oh, there you go. Um, no, I'm kidding. So, I'm not, well, I'm kidding about the gun. I'm not kidding about he couldn't hit. <laughs> so, was that the, the only uh, bird of the morning? Unfortunately for Lincoln, it was. All right. But he had good experience. We had, I think, two or three more smaller groups of six, eight, ten. We had one good-sized group. Really? <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. Poor Ben. That's, that's not <laughs> all right. Bad. I mean, I'm sure when he when this was happening, he didn't think it was going to get broadcasted to no the whole driving chronicle. to work. <laughs> right. So, uh, so anywho, we didn't get any more shots. But what we did get is breaking. Really? So you had opportunities, opportunities to fix to train. Nice. Yep. So I kept him on the lead the whole time. I was kind of harsh with my corrections, you know, snatch him on the lead, get him, yank him into his kennel, you know, growl at him, kennel, get in there, no, kennel, yeah. right? And just use it as teaching. Right. Um, was he starting to, like, pick up on it a little bit more at the end now that he's had? Oh, dude, he knew exactly what we were doing once. Like, that's why he broke. He finally was like, oh, these things are for me? Yeah. I'm in. But, the, again, the good part was he stayed in his blind when the geese were committing. He stayed in his blind until the shots rang out. He stayed quiet, no whining. We just got a – we got a couple more weeks left. Yeah. And we've got to intensify his training so that the excitement of the the 12-gauge shotguns and things splashing or landing right in his face – you know, we don't need to be doing 150-yard marks with Lincoln anymore. We need to be doing 10-yard marks and 20-yard marks for that excitement of, whoa, it's right there. It's, yeah. So, anywho, great learning experience for Lincoln and Ben, and I was proud of how he did. You know, was it perfect? No, never. First hunt is never going to be perfect. You have to help them. That's why you leave your gun at home. Don't even have it in your bag because you know how – excited i would have been to be like oh sorry ben i'm just gonna yeah because <laughs> you, know? you yeah exactly you'd have been like oh well you know what why don't i help it'll be fine you know whatever and then now you're wasting the opportunity to train to right this is the first few hunts are to train all right next order of business hugh bega hugh killer tofu <laughs> he's right, got some best nicknames Someone gets a free hat if they can tell me what that's from. Do I count? No. All right, fine. I've given you a hat before. All right, you're going to write in direct message at loan.com Instagram. First person to get it right, like tomorrow. I'm going to do it one more time. Huiu, killer tofu. If you know what that's from, if you were a 90s, early 90s kid, Direct message us, and you win a hat. <laughs> Love it. Anywho, Huey's got a million great nicknames, but this dude showed up. So um, what? What is? Give give everybody a little background on Hugh because Hugh sometimes makes makes an appearance on Instagram. Sometimes he does not. He just he goes back and forth. 
Huey is apparently two years and four months old. That's what... Not to be specific or anything. Yeah, that's what the paperwork showed at our test. German short-haired pointer, and we ran NAVDA, North American Versatile Hunting Dog Association. We ran his utility test, and utility test is basically, in the retriever world, it's like their master hunter. It's the best of the best, the, the finished dog. He had to do what's called a duck search, and the duck search is he has to, you basically send him into a swamp, pond, lake, and tell him, hunt. You know, I say back. Other people say fetch. Other people say whatever the heck they say, but I say back. And he has to hunt without your help the entire pond to try and find a duck. So, like, for the retrievers, we run blind retrieves where I know where that bird is or the general vicinity. I send the dog. I whistle to it. It turns and looks, and I cast it and point it to where I think it should find the duck. Well, what if we don't know where the duck is? What if it sailed off and it's somewhere in Timbuktu and you can't really get them there? You know, it it happens. Well, this is where the duck search comes into play. So you just kick the dog loose, and he has to be independent and confident to just hunt. Well, he did fantastic at that. He hunted for 19 minutes straight. Really? Yep. So just cruising around looking for that duck, making sure that he was checking all the nooks and crannies? Yeah, basically what they want to see is a dog that will cross the pond, hunt the furthest shoreline, get back in the water, hunt other patches of cover, and just, like, put on an intelligent hunt where ducks could be. And be persistent. And and not give up. Right. So he crossed the pond, came back towards me, hunted, came back a little closer, peeled back, went all the way back across the pond, which was probably 120 yards or so. Across? Yeah, it was. Wow. It was deep. Yeah. Then he expanded his hunt on the other shoreline, came back, hunted both like around again went turned around went back to the other shoreline again hunted even further on the shoreline started coming back and hunting and hunting in the water and the judge is like all right nice job call him in so he passed that he did great the second thing they do is, so wait like uh, i always cut you off so it's just no par. go ahead dude but like <clears throat> so he didn't find it though they do not have to find it to get a passing score. So the goal is not necessarily go find this duck. It's go be persistent and search. And never give up and search and hunt and dig, and try and dig it out, which he tried. Can you get a perfect perfect score or, like, the highest rating that you can get if the dog finds it? Like, is that just the, the fix? So if the dog finds it, they're supposed to hunt for 10 minutes. That's, like, the minimum is 10 minutes. If it quits at, at seven minutes, you're screwed. So, basically, let's say he goes out and he finds the duck in five minutes. Well, that was going to be my next question. Like, That's not the minimum. Now you take the duck from the dog and have to send him back out, and he's got to continue hunting. Oh. Several dogs got crappy scores because they found the duck in five minutes and wouldn't go back in the water. They didn't want to do it again. Gotcha. So they quit. Yeah, yeah, right? no, that, that does make sense. Okay, I was thinking like, okay, well, if he did it, like that's great. He went out and found it. That's my but thought that's, too. No, I got that's you. That's my thought too. But they also would say, at, you know, they're at their elite level. They you could have two ducks down. Yeah, back no, that there. makes sense. And you got to have a dog with guts to. Okay, he 
if you tell me there's another one out there, I'll go look again. Yeah. So that makes anyways, sense. I got you. Uh, Huey didn't have to do that. He didn't find the duck. Um, but whatever. He did a great job. I was proud of him. Second thing is they need to be super obedient. They need to be dialed in obedient during this thing. Like you can't, t- you can't tell them here. You can't tell them. You can say heal once. You know, there, there's certain rules that are kind of weird, but it upholds a very high standard of obedience. So the next thing is they have to heal through like a weaving pole thing up to a blind near the water. And if they go outside of the poles, you're docked a point. If you got to put them on a leash and pop the leash, you're docked many points. Like you're, you're in trouble. The dog has to be calm, gentle, and right at your side. So you're trying to rack up as many points as you can. Like you're trying to just no, not get points you're, taken you're off. You're trying right? to not get points taken off. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha, like gotcha, everybody gotcha. starts out with a four, basically, to make it as simple as I can. So everybody gets a four at duck search. Well, if the dog quit, you you might end up getting knocked down to a one. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that does make sense. Or if you have to resend three times, or so at heel, if you have to say heel throughout it you're going to get knocked down to a two well now you can't get a prize one so there's prize one two and three or a no prize no prize is no good something you got a zero on something you're you did real bad basically unfortunately yeah, yeah. In, in one section you could have smoked the whole test really you could have smoked the whole test perfect everything else but if you get a zero on something no no prize okay if you get a one but you're perfect in something else, you only can get maybe a prize three. So it's strange, but I get it. Now, so after you do your heel work, they call it remain by blind. And this remain by blind, basically I sit the dog next to a fake duck blind. It looks like my cheesy holding blinds that I made from Walmart. And you just sit the dog down. You tell him sit once. Then you're done. You go hide in the woods. And you have to shoot a 12-gauge twice in 10-second intervals. So, like, walk into the woods, bang. 10 seconds later, bang. So now this dog is like, where did you go? You're shooting without me, and I got to stay sitting here. Well, Huey didn't move a muscle. Now you walk back calmly to your dog, hopefully still sitting at the blind. If he moves, I think he's granted, like, he could stand up. Then you're you don't lose anything. If gotcha. he takes, he, a couple he can't steps. like run to you. Sort if of. If he thing takes or... two or three steps, you're at a three. If he comes to you, you're probably a one or a zero. Gotcha. So you really want him to just not move a muscle, a statue. Like I said, super obedient. All right. After you remain by blind, you immediately do a duck retrieve. Which in our world, the retriever world, this is the easy part, right? Huey does this all day yeah. long. That's so maybe the secret is you. He got trained, trained like by. A yeah, he yeah. doesn't know he's a pointer. So so this is, he sits next to me. I've got a gun. There's a gun out in the woods and a bird with a launcher. They shoot a twelve gauge. I repeat a shot. So bang bang. Ten seconds later, bang bang, and a duck comes out. So I have to shoot the duck midair, but you get the point. Did you miss it? No, that sucker fell, baby. Yeah, buddy. And then the dog has to be steady throughout all that. You send your dog. He has to deliver perfectly to here. He'll sit without you saying a word. 
I mean, you can send him, obviously. So I say, Huey, he goes and gets it. Yep. But then he has to bring it right back to here, heel, and sit without me saying anything. Which, some of the dogs dropped the duck on the shoreline. Some of the dogs farted around on the shoreline and then brought it to him. You're getting dinged. Huey did perfect. Um, after that, we went to the field work. Was Nick watch Nick uh, Huey's owner watching the whole time? He was able to watch, but he couldn't. He was afraid to be close because I would imagine too. Huey loves Nick to death. He'd probably go. Oh, to Nick. yeah, I got like you. If he was like ten feet away, Huey always would go to Nick, and then I'd have to call him to me, and he'd and come to me. Doc points, so you get doc points. No, that makes sense. He could see everything uh, and pieces of the duck search, but but he could pretty much see anything. So he's out in a ghillie suit, just kind of waiting around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, the next part was chucker. We had to, you have to hunt for half an hour. Now it's midday. It was warm. It was like 75, beautiful day. And the dogs were hot. They were running hot. A lot of dogs weren't finding the chucker. There were five chucker, I believe, in the field, maybe a little more if another dog couldn't find them and whatnot. But generally speaking, there were five birds in that field, I was told. And a lot of the other dogs weren't finding them. And to be truthful with everybody here on the podcast, Nick knows this. Huey was having a hard time with the chucker. I was nervous. Sometimes he'd run right by him. I partially think it's because we train in similar grounds every day. And so he was more like free running and having fun versus putting on a very serious hunt. Knew he was out like to get after it. So so I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, I don't know where these chucker are in training. I know where I put them so I can help them get to them and point them and whatnot. You know, he's got to do this all on his own. We weren't out a minute. Bang, he slams on point. But no, let me rephrase that. He goes on a crap point. Tail's wagging. He's looking at me. He's wagging. And the judge goes to me. He goes, uh, is he on point? I go, No. But, yeah, I don't know the rules well enough. If you're asking me, he doesn't have a bird there. He's smelling old scent or something is messed up. That's not a real point. But I'll I'll call it a real point. I'll go try and flush it. I don't know if this is going to dock my point. You know, I'm this is me literally talking to him as I'm walking up to Huey going, this is not a real point, but let me just make sure if it is, it is. If it's not, it's not. It wasn't. So I kick him loose. 30 seconds later, he points it. So he must have caught scent or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it just wasn't strong enough for him to be confident. It was probably 25, 30, 40 yards away. Now he locks up. I'm like, all right, here we go. We got a point. I got to get my gunners ready. So there's two dudes, one on either side of me, ready to shoot this chucker, and I got to try and flush it in a safe direction. Huey has to be steady to wing, shot, and fall. And then I release him. Can you explain a little bit specifically what that means? Um, your dog is being judged on his point. Your dog is being judged on his steadiness, so he can't move when the bird flushes and is shot and has to mark the bird where it falls and then retrieve it. So you're getting judged on all those things. The point, the steadiness, uh, maybe three, and the retrieve. Yeah. I think there's one more, but, I again, I'm not a I'm not a – no, I don't you, do it. No, you had I'm it. You're a good. Super expert. So, anywho, first bird hammers it. Second bird hammers it. Now the judges, you're supposed to get like you got to pretty much get two, and that's what they 
if you don't find any more, like you're still doing okay. He found two. So now I got two and it's like three minutes in and I got 27 more minutes to go. A lot of, a lot of time. To, right. Uh, so the judge pulls me aside. She's like, all right, let's get him some water. Let's get him some water. You know, good job. You're doing a good job. Blah, blah, blah. So water him up, cool him down. We kick him loose again. He points another bird. Now the fourth bird, he ran over top. Didn't mean to. We just came around a corner in a hedgerow and bang, it jumped. He, like, tried to sort of catch it midair, and then he woed himself. I said, whoa. Now we're like, oh, God, I said a command. I cannot say a command again. He has to abide by that command, or we're docked. Well, he woed. Now the bird's, like, bouncing around in front of his face and, like, jumps and flushes 15 feet away. No and, way. And running away again. Really? And so now I'm like, all right, judges, I don't know what you want me to do. You tell me. You want me to go flush this thing or what? And they're like, yeah, get your gunners ready. So we got our gunners. And this could be like a goat rodeo. I mean, it could go either way. This bird could duck into that hedgerow that we came around. And right. then now you're kicking around a hedgerow and making sure your dog's steady. Like, it could have gotten ugly. But it didn't. I got sort of lucky there. He pinned that mark. Now it's like 26 minutes. Huey. <laughs> and he's got four beautiful everythings. We can pretty much be done. We could like, we're walking back. Doesn't the son of a gun go on point again? Like all we can do now is screw up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like we, we have a perfect score in the bag on this one. Yeah. All he can do now is screw up. So I'm like, okay, here we go. He points. Get my gunners ready. Now they haven't missed a shot. Bird goes up. Boom. Miss. And it's like way out there now. Boom. Drops a foot. So if you've ever done this stuff, pheasants, chucker, grouse, I don't know, anything like this, they'll and you just nick them, they'll drop a foot. You know, you hit them in the butt or wherever. And the foot goes, but their wings are still beating and they're hauling butt. This bird flew yeah, one pellet. Yeah. Yeah. He got a Hail Mary pellet. <laughs> this bird flew 100 plus yards, kind of at the crest of a hill, which is hard for a dog. A lot of times, if it hits that crest of a hill or goes over the hill, the dog will roll over top of the hill and roll past the bird. Right. On a mark. So it's kind of a hard one. And now all the judges are like, okay. And they're all looking at each other. And I'm standing there like, uh, uh, uh. Now, what's Huey doing? On point, staring where that bird landed. And, uh, one of the judges, is like, well, he marked it. You got to recover your game, right? Like, you don't, you can't just, like, walk away yeah, from a down bird. Yeah, right. A cripple, right? So he's like, send your dog. Huey. He hauls butt, pins the chucker. I mean, Front footed it, didn't hunt at all, just stomped it, and the whole gallery was able to see this last. No way! So everybody got to watch, and everybody when I came back and like people were congratulating me and Huey, they were like, "We didn't think they were going to send him. We thought it was a cr we didn't know what was going on." Right. And then all of a sudden, we saw the dog go, and everybody thought he broke. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it was awesome. Dude. That's that's pretty pretty cool. Nick so that, must have been pumped too. Oh yeah. So that was the highlight of the day for me was that you know, showing that, you know, again, I, I trained him like a lab. We do 
really long marks with Huey, and it paid dividends. Like, if you only throw 30-yard marks for your pointer and you want to play the Navda game, you know, something like that, they could break down at 30, 40, 50 yards and not be able to mark further. So we stretch him out, and he, he kicked butt. Then the last piece of the puzzle That's was, really cool, though. was called a duck drag, and basically they take a duck and drag a dead duck through a field, and it, I don't know, I, I would guess 100 and some yards into the woods, and then they hide a judge in the woods to make <laughs> sure that he picks the duck up nicely and brings it back to you instead of, like, chewing it or ripping feathers out or yeah. whatever. So I'm picturing Ron Bame. Like in in a deer stand with binoculars, <laughs> Ronnie camping out. Ron Bame is the guy from the Hunting Dog podcast, and he and I chatted this morning uh, about Huey and just how it went and stuff. So that was cool. He was on our podcast earlier in episodes. I don't know what episode he was, uh, but give check it a him out. Yeah, good. So who super nice guy, but yeah, somebody's in the woods just watching to make sure the dog gets the bird nicely. Yeah. And then delivers nicely to you. So he hammered that one too. And it's super rare to get, they call it a max score. If you call it a perfect score, that's not allowed because nothing's perfect. There's room to improve, right? So, yeah, no, that's fair though. It's fair. We got a perfect score. They can eat it. (laughs) So, we got a max score. We got a 204 out of 204. And it's called a prize one. It's the best you could do. He could literally not have gotten any more points. And uh, he was the youngest dog there. I was, I can't tell you how proud I was of Huey and the work he put in that day. And, I mean, he looked mature and with it and no mess-ups. I mean, not a slip. So I was really proud. And that's that, man. I mean, that was... The weekend in a nutshell, we had a nav It's a big test. weekend. Yeah, and then we had the goose hunt, and we finally know that Birdie's pregnant, and that's that. And now stick with us for two seconds of quick housekeeping. First thing, big thank you to everybody who's been supporting the Lone Duck Outfitters website and ordering gear. We really, really appreciate it. I mean, this podcast is for you guys. And the fact that you like to represent Lone Duck and the Unspoken Bond means a lot. If you want, check it out, LoneDuckOutfitters.com. Get yourself some gear for hunting season. Secondly, if you're interested in a birdie puppy, they're going to go to approved homes. So if you'd like to get on the list, feel free to direct message us. We'll get you more information on the pedigrees and the health clearances and the pricing and all that jazz. Um, Also, quick, review us. We just crested 200-plus reviews, and all were five stars, so thank you, except for one. This one dude. I want to get – I'm going to order him a bush light, and I'm going to get a bush light and ship it to him and say cheers to you for being the one. There's got to be one out there. Hey. Keep pushing forward. Haters going to hate. Only one, though. So all you guys giving five stars and leaving comments – we read them, and it means the world to us, so, dude, thank you. We can't respond back to them, though, so this is us saying thank you, and then we appreciate it, and, uh, you know, you ever see us out at a hunt test, we owe you one. Yeah, for sure. So thank you. Tune in next week. 
cheers get after those ducks doves grouse woodcock whatever you're into enjoy it with your dogs cheers everybody Hey, do me a solid. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, join patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters. If you do it before September of 2023, you're going to enter to win a hunt with me and Kevin and a bunch of other Patreon members down in Missouri. We're going to smack some ducks, have some fun, do a seminar with our dogs and have a great time. But jump into patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters. Links in the description and join the community that helps me help you help your dog. Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. Thank you.